Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. No one's got a crystal ball. So when they say to me, what do you think the market's at exactly? I say to them, it's how long is a piece of string? I can tell you what I do know. And I'll answer it that way. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyron Shum and in this episode, we talk with Chris Christoffi, an incredibly successful entrepreneur and property investor, currently running 11 businesses with a primary focus on the Reventon Group. Listen to this episode to discover how Christoffi catapulted to success from humble beginnings his passion and hard work daily routine. Currently managing 11 companies in total, Christophe is dedicated to giving his clients a holistic view of their finances. I'm the founder and CEO of Reventon and I'm currently managing 11 companies in total. We currently look after a number of things in finance, property management, accounting, financial planning, um, basically a holistic uh, approach to people's finances and amongst other things, I also run a snooker room. So that's a very short version of what I do, yeah. (laughs) Okay, how do you manage 11 companies? That is a lot. (laughs) Something that I enjoy doing. I think my ADD helps me because my mind's always doing 15 things at once. So it allows me to multitask somewhat effectively. We've got uh, currently got five offices and we're looking at expanding to probably another five or six in the next 18 to, tw- 18 to 24 months. Christophe starts his day super early to make sure he's able to do some mind-feeding visualization before getting into his business. In any given day, well, I, I, I rise at 2.45am, I get to the office by approximately 3 o'clock in the morning, we'll... Uh, make myself a little coffee to wake up a bit. I'll focus one hour in the morning on uh, reading, mind feeding and doing some courses. Today, as an example, I, I watched a little documentary on Warren Buffett, on Elon Musk and Jeff Pesos. Um, I then also do my, my, uh, my vision. I visualize where I want the company to be, where I want to be. And I read, uh, I'll always look at a couple pictures of where I started from in 2005 to where I've come. So it always makes me feel grateful, puts me in the right frame of mind. I'll always put a break in, betu- in between that and listen to a song or two because it always puts me in a good state of mind. And I'll watch a motivational clip or two. Then I'll do uh, maybe one or two hours worth of emailing before everyone gets into the office, which is approximately 8.30. And a couple of days a week, I'll probably leave a little bit early and go take my daughter to school and come back at night. Despite only getting a maximum of five hours of sleep every day, Christophe is always eager to wake up early in the morning to work on his company and his passions. I'll go to bed anywhere from 9.30 to 11.30. 
usually the latter because I have four children as well. Unique in that sense, I have a ridiculous amount of energy every single day. I'm excited to get up in the morning because I actually love what I do. So every day is just, uh, I'm just passionate to get to the office. Then I get home, I see my wife and four kids and it's exactly the same feeling. So I, um, yeah, it's, I do it very easily is this simple answer. People go, how do you function? I function very well at 110% for most of the day, but I also energy manage. So when I'm at my most productive, which is in the morning, I do things that require more energy, like thinking, which are transformational things. And towards the end of the day, which will be two, three, four o'clock, I do more transactional things, like have meetings. So depending on when I energy manage is when I'll do my visualization, when I'll do things that are very, very important for my company to go forward or for my visions to go forward. Christophe has not always been an early riser, but has been a dedicated and hard worker since a young age. Well, I was always an early riser. Um, I was ex- always an extremely hard worker. I started working at the first. The first job I had was at the age of 10 in Cyprus when I lived in Cyprus, and I used to sell scratches for my uncle. So he used to give me 32 scratches on consignment, of which I had to pay him for 32 as my profit. So at a young age, I was working and trying to make money. So that my first job started at 10. After spending most of his childhood in Australia, Christophe moved with his family to Cyprus. Well, I grew up in uh, Kilo, which is in the western suburbs, and I lived there for nine years. Both my parents are from Cyprus. So from 9 to 16, I moved to Cyprus. And from 16 onwards, I've um, lived the rest of my life in Australia. Well, both my parents are Cyprian, and uh, my mum's family predominantly lives over there. She does have one brother here, but both my mum, mother and father come from big families, um, seven to eight siblings, and I have a, a ton of first cousins. So we had family there is the short answer, and my mother always wanted to go back because she's extremely close to her family. And, and that, that kind of makes sense why you want a big family as well, is that right? They usually say you want what you come from. I came from, um, I'm one of four, I'm the youngest of four. But I think uh, kids are everything. They're your, they're your wealth, they're your legacy. And um, there's nothing nothing nicer for me than going home and seeing, seeing your wife and your kids and spending time with them, seeing them grow. He completed most of his education in Cyprus and with a particular interest in mathematics. Look, I did most of my schooling there. I went to a private English school. I wasted a lot of my father's money going there. Um, I was never really interested in school. My mind was always off doing other things because I wanted to um, get out in the workforce and just do do things. So I was always two, three years behind the rest of the class with the exception of maths. I always had an affinity for numbers and it was something that I had a passion about and I was actually one of the best in my whole school of maths. Everything else, I was probably two, three years behind everyone. Christophe returned to Australia just to finish his education. I went to a private English school in Cyprus and they did O and A levels, which is uh, they actually do year, year 13, which is university preparation. I came before that and I did my VCE in Australia. So I finished my VCE here with the lowest possible honours. After finishing his VCEs, Christophe attended TAFE and studied as a computer technician while working several part-time jobs. When I finished school, I, I didn't get very high grades. Then I went to a TAFE. I did uh, two years in uh, Kangan Batman TAFE in Broadmeadows as a computer technician while I was deciding what I wanted to do. I was playing snooker 
a lot and I had three jobs at the time while I was studying. So, I was working. Even before working at his full-time job, Christophe's only goal was to run a business. Look, what I was doing is I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I know that I wanted, at a very young age, I knew I wanted to run a business. At the age of 28, I knew I wanted to um, become an entrepreneur. That I knew as a from an, as an eight-year-old, and I knew that I wanted to to be successful. That that was a drive that I had as a very young kid. When I um when I did computers, it was more I wasn't sure what I was going to do. When I and then I was nine, then I did a number of sales roles, which was kind of since a ten-year-old, I did. I worked for Fastway Couriers. I did door to door. I did telemarketing for holiday concepts. You name it in sales, I probably did it. Christophe was introduced to the property industry, applying as a salesperson in a property development company and slowly grew interested in property with a push from his father. So when I was 19, there was an ad in the paper that said sales professionals wanted. And I remember the ad clearly, it was $90,000 plus. Do you have a card? Do you have a fax? I said, yes, yes. Call this number. So I called the number. I remember the lady who answered the phone, her name was Robin, and I was talking to her and she said to me, how old are you? I said, I'm 19. She said to me, you're too young. I said, please, please don't hang up the phone. Let me come and see you and you can say no to my face. Please let me come. She goes, okay. So I got, that's when I got my first interview and that was in real estate. I worked for a Brisbane-based developer. I was 19 years of age. So when I had the interview, the guy presented what he did to me and he said, Chris, what do you think? I said, I'll be honest with you. I don't know the difference between commercial or residential property. But if you give me a chance, I'll be your best guy within three months. Long story short, he did. I worked extremely hard. I always had an ability to sell and connect with people, and I never looked back ever since. So that's kind of how I got into the property industry. My father also gave me my first deposit, and he he asked, because I was 19, and he gave all of us a $30,000 deposit as a wedding present. I wasn't married at the time. And I said to my father, who knows when I'm going to get married? Can I have the 30000 now, Dad? He said, why do you want it? I said, I want to buy a car. He said, no. If you find the property, I'll give you the money, Chris, which was another reason to why I was looking for a job in the property field, that and alongside with what it said. So then I found I found the job. I bought my first property when I was 19 in Tweed for 183900 which I sold a few years later, and I made um, about $160,000, $170,000 profit on it. So that's how I started in the property industry with my dad's guidance and my dad's push and seeing that ad. And once I... Once I started getting involved in property at 19, I've never looked back. It's been a a passion ever since. Watching his parents' different views on property and wealth building, Christophe was motivated at a young age to get into property. Before I just became obsessed in learning learning about real estate, about helping people because I saw my father for many years, which was a big reason as well that also helped me. My father was a uh, skeptical man, and his uh, his father, my dad's father, my, uh, was a very hard worker. Would never buy, get credit. Basically, died with not much. My mother's father was a butcher, and he gave my mother had actually nine siblings. One of them passed at an early age. He gave all of his uh, all of his kids real estate and land. So he knew that that was the way to go. So he would tell all of my mother and her brothers and sisters, you need to buy property. My dad's father was a very skeptical and cynical man. He died with nothing. 
So long story short, my mother would say to my dad, buy property, buy property, buy property. My dad was so um, skeptical and scared that it took him many, many years to make that jump. When my father eventually bought his second property and third and fourth investments, that's when my start, my dad started to make and accrue his wealth. And I saw both of the dynamics. My parents not really going anywhere financially. Of course, they were raising four kids and doing a great job. But then when he started buying real estate, because I don't, I don't know what background job, but if an ethnic woman nags for years and years, she's always going to get the better of you. So he eventually chipped my father down and my father did it. And then my dad started to make money. So I saw the whole transition as a kid. So when I was young, to my father not investing, to my father investing, I saw the whole transition. So between that, me getting a job and getting the 30000 as a 19-year-old, that was it for me. I've never looked back ever since. I've been in industry now since 1999. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into Chris Christoffi's property journey where he shares some of his worst investing moments. So in that instance, it was um, not having control of the full process and not understanding all the facts were the main things that contributed to that decision. And that was probably one of the worst decisions that I made. What his business and brand means to him Yes, I'm passionate about that. And if I was to say my mission statement, which basically says it all, it's we serve, we grow, protect, and preserve the financial future and legacy of the families under our care. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum, and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey, podcast listeners. Are you interested in small investments with big profits? If the answer is yes, then register your interest at propertyinveststory.com. When you sign up, you'll receive deals at wholesale price which I've negotiated with the vendor. These deals generate positive cash returns from day one and I only send these out exclusively to my community. To find out more, visit propertyinveststory.com. Now back to the show. Christophe believes that he hasn't had any particularly bad investment moments, only mistakes that have led to lessons for him to learn from. I have bought properties and they didn't all do well. I, I, was, uh, I, did, I did duplicate that project at the, at the age of, um, at the age of uh, 25, 24, I had eight properties. So I duplicated that, that, that uh, process successfully. But I did buy some properties and that, that didn't appreciate as much as others in value which were lessons which I learned, which was for a number of reasons. And they tend to have been somewhere interstate, which was in Queensland, which didn't have a lot of supporting infrastructure and things like that. Some had a lot of uh, sold to investors, not a lot of percentage of owner-occupiers in it. Apartments as well didn't grow as much as houses in my experience and also in my current experience through selling real estate. So it's, um, and like I always say to everyone, you haven't got a crystal ball and you can't get it right 100% of the times. But if you do most of the things right and you put all the, um, if you tick all the boxes, you make sure there's infrastructure, there's migration, there's schools, there's shopping centers, and there's things, uh, jobs, supply and demand, those things will underpin the growth. And obviously, there are a lot of other factors that contribute to that. Where's the market at? Where, are we at? Where, where is the economy at? Where's the interest rates at? So there's a lot of, no one's got a crystal ball. So when they say to me, where do you think the market's at exactly? I say to them, it's how long is a piece of string? I can tell you what I do know, and I'll answer it that way. 
But if you was to pinpoint any particular scenario, Christophe has two to share. One of them, I bought, a, I bought an apartment many years ago when I had a deal go, go south. And it was a million and sixty. The irony of that is it's in the current building I'm living at today. I bought an apartment on St. Kilda Road. I was unable to settle it because I had a lot of things go wrong financially for me. And I put $106,000 down as a 10% deposit. I lost that deposit because I was unable to settle it. So that was due to obviously personal circumstance. And from the second situation, Christophe learned always to have full control of a process before proceeding with any transactions. The other question that you asked me, did I have an area that didn't do well? Yes. I bought an area that had a lot of proposed things that were going to happen in Queensland. They never happened. They never eventuated. And it was also an NRAS property, which stands for National Rental Affordability Scheme. Now, when you rent that property, it's got to go through a consortium, which means you don't have the freedom to go through any agency you want. It's got to be what consortium's in the area. So that obviously created challenges with the tenants that I had. The, the social, economic, uh, demographic of who was renting it was different. They damaged the property. I was in VCAT. I ended up selling it for a loss. So in that instance, it was um, not having control of the full process and not understanding all the facts were the main things that contributed to that decision. And that was probably one of the worst decisions that I made. Likewise, Christophe does not have one particular aha moment Rather, his property journey has been filled with many valuable lessons learned. I worked for a few companies. I saw what real estate could do and I did a lot of courses. I did a lot of education and I know that I saw people on similar incomes and one of them seemingly had more wealth than the other. It's because they made good decisions. They spoke to the right people and most of the investors and it was over at the time, I think it was 73 out of 100 millions in the country did it through real estate. So all these learnings that I was doing was towards real estate. When a bank will give you 80, 90% against something as security, that goes to tell you that it's pretty safe because a bank obviously knows how to manage and mitigate risk. So did I have one aha moment? No, I had many of them, but I, I kind of had a clear vision that property was where I wanted to be at a young age after seeing my father getting into the market at 19 and obviously having a, a passion for the industry like I do today. At 30, 39 years of age, I turn in October. I still have the same passion I did when I was 19, if not more. Let's jump into your journey about um, investing into more properties. Like you mentioned that at age 25, if, you, if I'm not mistaken, you had already bought eight properties. So where, where are you at at the moment in your journey? Because it has been probably, what, 14 years since 25. You would have accumulated more properties or, or what have you done since that time? Okay, well, I've obviously set up a number of businesses since then. Um, I did accumulate properties. I had, um, I got to a stage where I had um, 20 properties personally, but obviously I've, I've also focused on many of my business interests because I have more than just real estate now. I'm looking at setting up different businesses. As I mentioned before, I've uh, invested in Snoke around Australia where the, my company is the number one sponsor in the country and has been since 2010. So I have a lot of other interests that I'm following as well. I have other investors. So, um, yeah, my, my journey was I always had multiple properties and I believe having a lot of your money in real estate is safe. It's not, it's not, it's not a get rich quickly scheme. So depending on, I guess, your age and where you're at, it would be how much you would have in your investment portfolio, I guess. 
But what has been the core reason behind Christophe's motivation to invest and run so many businesses? Security. I wanted my kids to um, have opportunities that, that, that I had opportunities, but to have, a, to have a, a life where they could go to the school they chose, to live in the area that they wanted. So my father giving me that money was the catalyst to me beginning, but it wasn't the actual money that helped me. It was the condition to that money that helped me. So instead of buying a car, he had the condition that you've got to buy a property and that turned out really, really well for you. Hmm. It's the old adage, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, if you're taking the fish, he eats for the rest of his life. It's kind of the same principle. And because I was a product of that and I understood that clearly, it's, um, I, can, I can talk to you and say that with 110% conviction. I believe that because it's, I've gone through it. Out of his 11 businesses, Christophe is currently most invested in his business, the Reventon Group, with many of his smaller businesses intertwined into the brand. Reventon, we've helped, um, we've sold billions of dollars worth of real estate and helped thousands of Australians. That's what I'm passionate about. Now, all of them kind of intertwine. There's kind of 11 businesses, yes, but one of them's in, as I said, I have a few that are interested other interests, but eight to nine of those businesses are all intertwined to Reventon. Now, yes, I'm passionate about that. And if I was to say my mission statement, which basically says it all, it's we serve, we grow, protect, and preserve the financial future and legacy of the families under our care. And our vision through that company to become the first choice of Australian families in creating, building, and protecting their wealth now and for generations to come. So those things are something that I look at and read on a daily basis and I take extremely serious. The name Reventon encompasses all of Christophe's ideals and ambitions towards business. Reventon is actually um, the, name of a, the name of a bull. And it's actually the name of a car as well, but that's not where I got the name from. I love the symbol of a bull because a bull symbolizes growth, strength, a bull obviously has horns, which means it's sharp, it has intuition. And a bull marker means obviously it's, it grows, yeah? And the, the original slogan I had was in a shield. And I like what that symbolized because you need to work hard to protect. A shield protects you, what you've worked so hard to achieve. You need to protect it with both hands. Now my, my, my um, logo's evolved into a different bull. And it's a 3D looking bull. And if you pick it, if you pick it up upside down 3D, there'll be a map of Australia which is not many people would see that, but it means, it means a lot to me. So what, what, did, what did it mean? It's, it's a, a bull basically means growth and strength. And it came, the origin of it came from obviously a car, but I liked what it symbolized on a shield. And now it's evolved into what it is now. That is awesome. That's amazing how you came up with that concept. <laughs> Making it, into... it wasn't me. It was a clever designer. I just had to pay the bill. But it's, it means a lot to me because it's got, if you walk into my office, all across the glass, there's these triangles, which is the insides of a bull. I've got company cars, which is the sides of these bulls. There's a teal color, which is a calming, healing color, which goes all across my windows. Everything is branded, whether it be my shirts, my cufflinks, my bottles of wine. I give chocolates to my clients in the shape of a bull. Um, there's wallets. There's, it's, it's, the brand's very important to us, and it means something. So, inspired by Chris Christoffi's investment story, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode where he shares the nuts and bolts of his investment strategy. The first thing that I do or anyone should do is ascertain what your safe borrowing capacity is. Not what the bank says you can borrow or what you can afford to borrow. His plans to start developing property 
and one of my goals in the near future is to start developing. That, that's kind of was my plan from day dot. Why he is so passionate about what he does? I feel you have a, uh, you can make a bigger difference. You can build a legacy. I was involved in the Vinnie CEO sleep out this year for the first time and I raised over $40,000. And the feeling that they gave me to be able to do that for, for, home, for homeless people is just... And that's next time in a future episode of Property Investory. Also, are you interested in small investments with big profits? If the answer is yes, simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to register your interest. When you sign up, you'll receive deals at wholesale price which I've negotiated with the vendor. These deals generate positive cash returns from day one and I only send these out exclusively to my community. To find out more, text me your email address on 0499881040. Thanks for listening.